Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is Derek Noddy, a defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. He played in college at Florida State and was taken in the third round of the 2018 NFL Draft. During his rookie season, he started 11 games in the regular season and both playoff games. He was born and raised in Virginia and is of Nigerian descent. He is also the youngest of seven siblings. He joins us to unpack football, faith, and life. Derek, thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Doing pretty well. All right. Well, of course, the, the Chiefs are in the middle of, of OTAs. So how have, how have they been for you personally and, and how you feeling about the team? Well, personally, I've been pretty much – I feel like I've been doing pretty great. Um, a lot of big adjustments uh, defensive-wise. We got a whole, whole different defensive scheme. And I feel like everybody is adjusting to it very well. Um, overall, I feel like the whole team's really spot on. Like we not we're not even missing. It's like we're still in the regular season in a sense. Okay, so you guys because you guys are picking up from a, a really successful season last year and, and and went deep into the playoffs and and so what was kind of the the mindset heading into the off season and and now getting everybody back together to to gear up to to make another run. Uh, it's kind of kind of pretty pretty straightforward. It's just really just pick up where we left off. Create um correct any mistakes we had during the season like literally critique anything that we can critique when it comes to just any blemishes we have and just keep it rolling and just really act as a collaborant of men where you really gotta you gotta do your part pretty much you gotta be very accountable and dependable for things you gotta do absolutely Derek Noddy our guest right now on unpacking it defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs and so you're heading into year number two so, so how different is your mindset, perspective, and, and just kind of your approach compared to this time last year when you were a rookie? Well, last year I was, I was still learning, still trying to adjust the whole NFL lifestyle when it's just practice-wise. Um, my first coming in, everything was really, really fast to me, and so it took me a little bit of a while to really get used to it. Now that I've gone through a year in the, in the NFL, I feel like things are slowing down um, a little bit for me. I'm there, things really adjusting a lot quicker, a lot quicker for me. And this year, I've had more confidence in my game. Interesting. Yeah. What What all led to to having more confidence? I mean, it just came to just um, pretty much reps, from mental reps, mental reps, and physical reps, just from the games I played, uh, the practices I've been went, I've been through. That's awesome. So what kind of advice do you have maybe for this year's rookies, or was there something that you wish you knew heading into your first year? One, study your playbook as fast as you can. Um, really listen to the advice that the vets give you because they're not going to shoot sure or anything. They've all been through the same process, so they know what they're talking about. 
Um, be coachable. That's number one. Be mm. coachable because no one knows everything. Mm. So the more you, more you, the more you learn, the more you can adapt to any other type of changes. Type of changes. That's good advice just for for life. Derek Noddy, our guest right now on unpacking it. Be coachable. Be teachable. Uh, that that's really good stuff. So. Of course, you're you're playing on the defensive side of the ball, and and you're going up against Patrick Mahomes in practice, who who last year, of course, had a, just an incredible season and, and really burst onto the scene. And so, what makes him so tough to slow down as a defender, as, as someone who sees him every day? Um, it is like he knows he plays the game very very well. For one, the way he throws the ball is really doesn't make sense at all. Hmm. And I just I'm, he's on my side because I probably. <laughs> my mind against him. man no i still got to be tough just uh, facing them every day well okay so you guys are, you got you wrap up otas you'll have mini camp and then uh, of course you'll you'll get a little bit of time off before training camp so so what do you have planned for the summer and, and what do you enjoy doing in your downtime well i mean in this time in this time i'm really gonna be i'll be proud to be back home uh virginia i'll be working out as well as uh, a few events will be partaking in some little camps that I volunteer in. Um, there's the whole there's this camp that um, that Mike Tomlin, the head coach, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he does every year back home. And ever since last year, I've been volunteering for it. I'm gonna do it the same thing this year. Great. What what's that all about? Uh, really, it's just uh, a lot of a lot of things. It's always a, a big turnaround. Then when it comes to that July weekend, there's Little seminars from just things about mental health, uh, player like it's a player seminar for players that have been in the league or are in the league, pretty much saying like how how it kind of goes down the league. Things to really worry about from not even just football, just things off the field. We give out meals for um, kids, families, things like that, as well as uh, a camp for for kids in high school just to show their abilities and just compete. That that's neat. So, of course, you know, you're going into year number two. But but what has this been like for you being an NFL player and now having this opportunity to give back and and stepping into this role of a role model? What what's that that process been like for you? I mean, I've been trying to be this type of figure ever since I was in college. When I was at Florida State, they kind of really hammered on how much it really means to really help out in the community, especially your own community. Because they're the type, of, they're the people, the ones that really helped you in your on your journey. So by all means, you might as well help out people that try to help you out when you were going through the struggle, going through the ins and outs of the process against this level, and just people that are just nice to you in general. Like I said, back in college, I, we we're always doing community service, and I always told myself growing up, I always wanted to help out anybody had a chance to. For instance, like last year, uh, during our bye weeks, I went home. Um, it was like a couple of days before Thanksgiving, and I handed out turkeys to one of the neighborhoods. Nice, about a hundred turkeys and a bunch of other little goodie bags from like snacks for kids when they go to um, when they go to um, like lunch and school things like that. That's just something I just felt like I needed to do and wanted to do. Oh, that that's awesome, man! So glad that you're doing that, Derek Noddy, our guest right now on Unpacking It a defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs heading into his second season with the team. And, and I'd love to talk about your journey and, and one of the, the parts of your bio that, that jump out to me the most is, is the fact that you were the youngest of 
seven siblings growing up. So, so what, what kind of impact did that have on you and, and, and contribute to who you are today? Well, for starters, a lot of it really thanks to my father. Um, for him, I really don't think I, have, I would have this type of mindset. Because for him, for one, he always still just how important education was. Mm. And just not, don't set up for average. Try to go above average. Like, for instance, while I was in elementary school, every time I get a C or anything like that, and my dad would look at me dead in the eyes with son. It's not okay to have a C. A C means see ya. There's going to be someone <laughs> way better than a C. And it hurt my soul every time he told me that. <laughs> oh, but I really carried on and everything I, I did from school to football because I always try to better myself. Even if I felt like I had a good day at practice or a good game, I would always go back and review and see if there's anything I could have gotten better. That's cool. So as far as your, your six brothers and sisters, did they play sports? And, and, and as you were growing up, looking up to them, what was that dynamic like? Oh, uh, because of sports, uh, theater. two of my brothers played football. Only one of them played in college. He played in Norfolk State. Uh, for my sisters, uh, one played um, uh, field hockey, and my other sister did track and field. And I, of all things, like with them, a lot of things I just wanted to play football just to play with my brothers. Hmm. They're they're the like two of my brothers that played football in my local high school, Ocean Lakes, and I just wanted to, I really just wanted to play with them because like when we were little kids playing backyard football like in the neighborhood, like I was always a dude that no one really wanted to be on their teams. I was be always on the sidelines just drinking the water, and <laughs> in the back of my mind, I just kind of just always wanted to play with my brothers. Thankfully, I got the I got the chance to do it um, my freshman year in high school when my brother was a senior. Derek Noddy, our guest <laughs> right now on Unpacking It, and the other cool part of your story is is the fact that your parents they came to America from Nigeria back in the '60s, and and so you were born here in America. But but what influence did their story of perseverance have on you? A lot of things that my dad has told me, but one thing, one thing I know for sure about my father, he can tell stories. So I mean, stories. I mean, you got cancer your day, he's gonna tell you some stories. <laughs> so for everything he always tells me, for everything he always tells me, it's always there's always a meaning purpose to the story, and it always it's always something that sticks to me every time he gives me some little speech of his stories. But um, a lot of things he always told me is like, even if things are going bad, just really just keep keep working. Because at the end of the day, if you, keep doing what you got, if you keep doing what you have to do and things you've got to do, things should, things should turn out in the end. And, and a part of that was when they first came over here, they, they, they survived on $2,000 for the whole year. And, and so how does knowing that affect your, your view of money? And, and really, especially now that you're an NFL player, knowing what your parents went through to, to even set you up to be able to be in this position as an NFL player? Honestly, I'm probably one of the cheapest person people I've met in my life. <laughs> I'm uh, right there with you. Just for one of those reasons, I'm really stingy just, just to be smart with my money. Just because, like, literally every time I – if there's any type, type of purchase I make that's kind of a big purchase, I'm always just thinking about I'm like, do I really need this? Do I, is, it, is it a want or a need? Is it really a necessity? If it's just one, I'm going to have to wait till later. Things like that. So, like, anything. From, even from – like, if I'm going to get a plane ticket, I'm like, okay, 
What's her What's her price tag? Here? And let's see if I can get a cheaper price. Great, I already know. I just need to get there. I, it doesn't really necessarily mean I don't need no first class. I just need to get there sometimes. Other times I do try to spoil myself, but I don't be trying. I don't try to go overboard with it. No, that that's great, and and to yeah, to to be able to think back to to what your parents went through, and and to instill in you the to understand the value of money, I think is is incredibly important, and and so really cool to hear. Derek Noddy, our guest right now on unpacking it, and and so love hearing about your family and and talking a little football with you, but we also love talking faith here on unpacking it, and and so we'd love to hear a little bit about your faith journey, and and would love to know maybe some some ways that that Jesus has has changed your life and 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 had an impact on you. I was always kind of to myself because I was kind of the biggest dude, and no one really wanted to talk to me. And literally the times like I just felt alone, like I don't know why it's literally I like uh like a vision or I don't know how to describe it. And it was just a, like a thought. It came to my mind like it was kind of a voice in the back of my head saying like if you're ever really alone, like I'll just go to like this elementary school or jungle or like our jungle gym or whatnot. I'll just kind of sit there and think. Yeah, it kind of felt better because I felt like I was talking to somebody and for some reason it made me feel better and so going to middle school uh, it was kind of the same way like I was really taking time just taking walks clearing my mind uh, and with my family we went to church every Sunday mm-hmm. and that really helped me as well and then going to like fast forward to about high school I want to say my junior senior year um, I was really just trying to that was when, like, really when offers from all these colleges came in, and I was trying to just do everything, just stay grounded from just people being in my ear about, oh, oh, you're D1, oh, you're going to be big, it's that the third, friend going to just all these other kids, just trying to just be in my corner when I know they weren't really the type of my people I want to be around. I just really just stuck through, just keep my head grounded. And then going to college, probably the college, when I was in college, probably the, as I would really describe, it was probably the hardest uh, journey I had to go through without really going in depth about it. Just a lot of things that um, I had to overcome from being a little, in a, like, a verbal, a verbally abusive relationship. I had to get out of that. Mm. Uh, like a lot of things my parents were like, oh, I just had to just really, a lot of things I had to really step back from everybody. Even my team, I just had to be alone for a little bit just to really, just to really concentrate, things I had to do, really just kind of focus in on the things that I had to do to make myself better as a person and as a football player. Going through all four years, it was, it was a struggle. I'm not going to lie, but thankfully I had a lot of great friends around me, a lot of great coaches. I don't know the actual name for it, but our team pastor. Um, I was um, hit him up every time I was just going through something, and he really, really helped me out, like without a doubt. Coming up to here, going going through all that, learning all those lessons, I just felt like I can really do anything as long as I keep my mind straight and just stay on the task at hand and just really just block out all the clutter, all the negativity that's trying to come in my circle. And I feel like if I do all that, everything's golden. So so during some of those those tough times as you were learning and growing and, and going through those those lessons, what are some things that, that God revealed to you just about himself and, and, and just the fact that he's always there for us? What what were some of those things that, that as you look back, 
come to mind? I want to say it was my junior year, going into my senior year. I ain't gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie, like my junior year probably the most, probably the hardest year I had uh, going through. I was still like feeling alone in a sense, so I literally cling to a relationship just so I don't feel alone. But at the same time, I wasn't alone because I had my friends, and my family. But mentally, I was I wasn't hearing that. I wasn't feeling that. Mm. So I really just quit relationship and tried to with like their flaws and like a person. I was trying because me, I'm kind of a nice person at heart. So I'll try to fix somebody. It's like there's some issues that they got going on. I'll try to be the person, try to fix it, try to help them with it. Even if they're not trying to even do it in ourselves. Me, how I am, I'll still, I'm stubborn like my father. So I'm going to keep trying. And and really, it's just, I'll, that's to a point, I'm ignoring myself and more focusing on them. And that was just bad for me mentally and physically. Because it will get to a point that I can't even focus on on academics or even on the football field. Even my friends were noticing that uh, going through that. I really was through the time. I, I really felt I felt trapped. I felt alone. I felt like I was really in a dark hole. Like there were times. There were times I literally just be in my room, like just just sitting there, teary eyed, just thinking like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And crazy. This was a crazy moment. That day, it was, I was in my room, just, just trying to think, just clear my head. And it was, it was weird. It was a weird, it was a weird moment. So I'm listening to my music, and on my playlist, I don't know where I played Imagine Me by Kirk Franklin. Probably one of my favorite songs. Nice. And, and like, I, it was like that one moment um, where he's saying, like, this song is for people like me, those struggle, insecurities, uh, acceptance, even self-esteem. And when um, when it got to that that phase, that, that some part of the song, like it made me feel better. In the same time, I got this weird thing on my phone. Like it was, some, it was a text message from um, like one of the, uh, the girl I was with, and I, I was like, well, whatever the message was, that on the message was. At that point, I was just telling myself, I can't do it no more. Like I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of this. And for some reason, that song we were just kind of opened up like something that was just in the back of my head like giving me more like freedom to really just say what's on my mind say what needs to be said and really just be more just stand out in a sense mm. and just like I literally I listen to that song almost every day to this point because it just kind of gives me gives me, it kind of gets me at ease in a sense when I'm really feeling um, troubled and just every now and then I'll really just I don't even need to. Listen. I don't even need to re- listen to the song. I just read the song, yeah. and it kind of helps me feel better. And from there, I just really just every blue moon out. Like I have the Bible next to my bed, and every, every like I'll literally just grab it to read one one sentence. Something to just get me going. Like in case I'm just struggling. Like like for, for instance, there's a song. Um, I remember singing while in church when I was a little kid, and every time I'm like, some something's trying to bug me. Something's trying to bug me. I was loud in my back, in my head. I was just saying to myself, "No storm can shake my inmost calm." While to that rock, I'm, I'm, um, I'm clinging, and I just really just keep my my head focused on what I'm doing, no matter what, whatever's trying to bug me. Man, well, no, I, ah, gosh, I appreciate you sharing all that and and being transparent, and I know that people can identify with with a lot of those feelings and emotions, feeling alone, feeling like people are against us, and and being able to 
to recognize God as that that rock that's there for us, and and he'll he'll find ways to encourage us. Sometimes it's through music, and always through his word. And and so, uh, man, that that's really cool to to hear your story. And and let's let's end it right there. And and really just appreciate you being a part of the show and and for coming on and and, and sharing your heart with us here on unpacking it. So so Derek, wish you the best. Uh, the rest of the way in the off season, and, and can't wait to see uh, what you and the Chiefs do uh, in your second year in the NFL. So thanks so much. Thank you. All right, there's Derek Noddy joining us here on Unpacking It. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.